I want to now discuss something that is more controversial and, and, and more sensitive. However, um, I think very important. Now we get towards the end of the life of Fatima Zahra, the daughter of Rasulullah. Uh, chapter 17, Surah Al-Isra, verse 26, um, discusses Fadak. Fadak, which was a village that was given by Rasulullah to Fatima and we have uh, the reference that I want to choose is by Ibn Hajar. Ibn Hajar, who I'll let you introduce, uh, died in the year 850 or 52, I believe, after Hijrah. Uh, the author of 150 books, 150 books um, amongst them is, uh, you know, his, his very famous explanation on Sahih um, al-Bukhari, uh, Fath al-Bari. Anyhow, when this verse was revealed, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala orders Rasulullah to give Fadak to Khadija to Fatima and to honor her due to Khadija. Why? Because uh, briefly, brothers and sisters, Khadija gave everything she had, literally everything she had to Rasulullah to honor Rasulullah. Here's Khadija on her deathbed. She does not even have a shroud, a kefan. So she asks for the Aba of Rasulullah as a shroud. Lord. She leaves this dunya completely empty-handed. Uh, she's buried in Mecca. Her daughter, obviously, is Fatima. Then, uh, you know, Rasulullah enters Medina and he liberates different lands. And this land, Fadak, was given without battle, without war. So it belonged to Rasulullah. Allah says, now honor Honor Khadija. This is the hadith. Honor Khadija with Fadak. فَقَالَ رَسُولُ Khadija has been dead. How can I honor Khadija? Khadija is buried in, in Mecca. This is in Medina. This, this occurrence happened after the Hijrah. He said, by giving Fadak to her only inheritor, Fatima to Zahra. So he gives her Fadak. This is what I want to discuss. That Fadak belonged to Fatima was given to Fatima 10 years, approximately 10 years, uh, give and take prior to the time that it was taken away. Then, uh, allow me to uh, just give you uh, some uh, some references here. Um, Abu Ya'ya al-Musli al uh, says, when the ayah was revealed, There are many um, references that I want to talk about. And then there is the fact that after the demise of Rasulullah, Fatima, uh, Fadak was taken away from her by Abu Bakr. Now, today we've discussed the fact that there is Ayat al-Tatheer and there is, you know, Sayyidatul Nisa al-Alameen and the fact that she, uh, Fadak was given to her uh, prior to uh, the demise of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And whatever we mentioned, we don't want to go back and reiterate what they meant. We discussed it right there and then. And this, this lady that on the Day of Judgment, she will have such a great position, comes back and tells Abu Bakr, give me Fadak. Return Fadak to me. And uh, I'll let you speak of the, the actual event um, and what happened and your take on the matter. But one of the issues that we want to shed light on is the fact that Abu Bakr narrates a hadith and he says, I heard Rasulullah say 
that uh, we do not inherit what we leave as sadaqah. Um, that's one. And number two, Fatima insists that this belongs to me. Now, Imam Ali says to Abu Bakr that, do you not read the Quran? Yes, I do read the Quran. Have you not read the ayah 3333? Allah is the witness of Fatima. Then he asks Abu Bakr, is this verse revealed about us, the five? And we discussed this. Or anybody else? Abu Bakr says, no, it's revealed about you five. Fatima, Hassan, and Hussein, and Rasulullah, and Imam Ali. So Imam Ali says, then Allah has a witness to her truth. Why is it that you would ask for uh, witnesses from her? Though she brings Imam Ali as a witness, she brings Hassan and Hussein as a witness, she brings Um Ayman as a witness, all of those are rejected. The result is, and we're, going, we're getting towards the end of our discussion, so I'm not actually going to just keep on going back and forth. I think it's one discussion altogether. Then, um, Fatima asks for Fadak. Fadak is not given back to her. And let us go to Sahih al-Bukhari, the section of al-Muzara'a, uh, farmland or farming, hadith number 2160, that says, um, Fatima died as because of this, because uh, uh, Fatima was not given back Fadak. She died as she was upset uh, with uh, Abu Bakr. فوجدت فاطمة على أبي بكر فلم تكلمه حتى ماتت. صحيح البخاري. Again, فرض الخمس, the section of خمس, حديث number 2862. It's a very, very long hadith that says فاطمة uh, was upset with Abu Bakr because he did not return Fadak to her. And uh, until she died, she never spoke to him. Another hadith says Fatima never spoke to the Shaykhain, Umar and Abu Bakr, until she died. More importantly, Fatima's grave is unknown. She was buried, according to her will, in the night by very few men. And she asked him, she asked her husband, Amir al-Mu'mineen, do not allow them to be present on my janazah. Keep my janazah a secret to all and bury me, غسلني في الليل, وتفني في الليل. Those are very unfortunate events that occurred after the, uh, the martyrdom, the demise of Rasulullah. Now then, there is the whole issue of the house of Fatima and the door of Fatima. I want to leave that aside because I believe those events by themselves, and, and, and possibly we'll come back and discuss specifically the door, but I just want to talk about those events, you know, Fadak was taken away, she passed away, she died being angry and upset at the Shaykhain um, and she made sure that she, they do not attend her janazah. She made sure that she's buried and her grave is unknown until today. Um, and the famous hadith from Imam Ali and Nahj al-Balagha after he buried her uh, and what he says to Rasulullah, Ya Rasulullah, ask Fatima. Ask Fatima what happened after you left this world. This is where I think a lot of discussion remains uh, 
a lot of stories and a lot of discussion remains uh, untold. Why? Because we believe that there has to be harmony and there has to be unity amongst the Muslims. Mm. And that is very important. And uh, once those discussions arise, a lot of people then tell you this is against the unity of Islam. I, I, I disagree. And I believe that unity not on the expense of ignorance, unity not on the expense of uh, pretending things didn't happen, unity not on the expense of, of saying, you know, uh, Hussein and Yazid just uh, had minor issues and it's not a big deal. No, Yazid killed Hussein. Uh, similarly, here, Fatima clearly, according to all scholars, was upset with the Shaykhain. Here is where, you know, a lot of discussion remains uh, untold. And I believe this is why a lot of people shy away from discussing the life of Fatima, because a lot of questions are raised in regards to the character of the first and second mm -hmm. Khalifa. And like you rightfully said, and like the Quran says, and like Rasulullah and Islam teaches us, nobody has absolute amnesty because of their position. Uh, you know, individuals are put on the scale of, of their deeds and then they are judged. Um, I know this is an extremely sensitive issue, Shaykhana, so please mm. feel free to discuss it as you wish. Um, there is no pressure as, as you please um, and I think what you're doing will, will really benefit our audience who are Shia to understand your perspective as a Sunni Imam, as a Sunni scholar. When you read those things, what do you make of them? That's number one. And, and, and our Sunni brothers and sisters who are watching and who will watch this later. And, and I know that there are uh, some of my Sunni friends who are watching and, and will watch later. And, and if they probably go to their local imams or imams they, they like, they'll just tell them, don't read those things. You know, this is history. This is no good. So as, as you sitting here, um, you know, what you will say will, will, will really enlighten Sunnis and Shias alike. And we are very eager to know what you have to say. You've mentioned something which is very contentious. And if it's not dealt in a correct, academic, mature manner, it does lead, unfortunately, to sectarian violence. And we don't have to look far. We can just look in Pakistan. The recent issues that, that took place in Karachi, uh, the unfortunate killing of many Shia individuals that were killed uh, and that should be condemned. And that was rightfully condemned by a lot of Sunni ulama. Alhamdulillah, we condemned it. We had a, a program regarding it. And then the recent Hazara, Hazara uh, massacre of people. It's, it's really sad that uh, people, because of irrespective of their religious affiliation, that, they're, that, that, we, that, that we make them afraid that they can't express themselves. And I think this is uh, dishonesty to, into, into any person who has any decency. One of the problems we had within the early days uh, within 20, 30, 40 years ago was that information wasn't available to people. The issue nowadays, and I say this to the Sunni Imams, is that if you do not address this in an academic and in a mature manner, and you just live in denial and put it underneath the carpet, our youngsters will leave us, our youngsters will avoid us, our youngsters will go online and get that information because that information that's available in Arabic is now available in English. Uh, and people can access it. Now, we are the center of intra-Muslims studies since uh, 
we debate these contentious issues. I'm actually, uh, you can go to YouTube and you can search the Dorf say the Fatima and you can put my name in. I debated a, a Shia scholar respectfully. Well, I wouldn't say debated, let me take that back. We discussed academically amongst many uh, scholars that were present online, Shias and ulama, and we discussed that issue of Sayyidah Fatima's door and whether Umar attacked the door and whether those incidents took place. So I do believe that they are contentious, but we have to talk about it. We have to do it in, in, in an academic manner, in, in, in a rightful, respectful way. Now, coming to the issue of further that you mentioned, my personal position on this, uh, the, the, the view generally within Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah is that Abu Bakr was correct for saying what he said. He, he narrated the hadith and, and say the Fatima wasn't correct on this point. That's it. And a lot of people say it's Khatayich, the hadith and so forth. That is one view that was given. Recently in Pakistan, there was a big issue where a mullah, a certain mullah who has uh, uh, traits of nawasib in him, nawasib is a minim, may Allah forgive him. He's a person who very blatantly on, on, on programs and speeches will, uh, you know, very uh, uh, provokingly say, Abu Talib is a kafir, kafir, kafir. A'udhu billah. We don't, I don't believe that saying that Abu Talib is a Muslim. He's the first Muslim. He's amongst the first of the Sahaba of the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That is another issue. So you have these people that he actually provoked and, and, and wanted to get a controversy from people that led on to the Karachi problem. So it is very contentious. Now, what I believe in Fadlak, according to what my teachers have said to me, my own research, I do believe personally, and let me put it on record, an injustice was done to Sayyidah Fatima. Salaamu Alaikum. An injustice was done. Was that injustice done purposely? Was it done with a, uh, with a malign in agenda? I don't believe it was a malign agenda. I believe it was interpretation. I believe it was difference of opinion. It's ta'weel. But I do believe ultimately it was an injustice. Because if Fatima could not get fadak, how was it possible that at the time when Uthman ibn Affan became the Khalifa, radiallahu anhu, that his son-in-law, Marwan, who married his daughter, that uh, has a gift, Marwan took fadak. How was it possible? And the lands of Fadak were under the ownership of uh, Marwan's offspring until it came to Umar ibn Abdul Aziz. And he gave it back to the Ahlul Bayt. And then you had the problems with the Abbasid. So an injustice was definitely done. Uh, it was wrong simply because why? Because where you have a Khabar al-Wa'ad hadith, if you have a singular hadith, irrespective of what the hadith is, it doesn't have preference or precedence over Quranic verses. The Quran takes precedence over that. And that should have been mentioned. Uh, it was a, a major issue. I've discussed it uh, in detail in other programs. I do believe Fadak was wrong. Saying the Fatima should have got it. The question about inheritance then is that if the daughter of the Messenger of Allah could not get inheritance, then how did, why did Aisha get inheritance from where she lived? How did Um Hafsa get how did Hafsa عليها, get inheritance? Why did, um, why did all the Prophet's wives get a share of an inheritance? But why was it that Fatima Tuzara, his daughter, the only biological direct descendant that was alive 
after the messenger of all of his offspring had passed away, had left this world. Why was she denied that? That's a major, I really believe a lot of research needs to happen. We have debated it in detail in, at, uh, at uh, Asim's. My dear friend, Mufti Farooq Alwi, uh, Hanafi is uh, a very eminent uh, scholar who I call the great defender of the Ahlul Bayt, the Vakil, the lawyer of the Ahlul Bayt, a senior Sunni scholar uh, who is a board member uh, along my side, along along me. Uh, he has written extensively on this, and he has also debated on this that an insaf and injustice was done to say the Fatima, and that was totally wrong. She should have got fadak. She should have got not just fadak but other inheritance should have been given to her. She should have gotten an allowance and wasn't given to her. And that is one of those things that, yes, we cannot deny. It is in our books. It is authentic narrations that Sayyidah Park, Salamullah Alayha, was angry with Abu Bakr and Umar for what happened. And she died with this anger. What will happen? We leave this to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We don't do ta'wil. We don't go. We don't put any interpretation on this. It's between them and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the mercy of Allah. And between them and Rasulullah sallallahu on Yom Al-Qiyamah. But we cannot deny the facts. Number one, that Fadak wasn't given to her. She deserved it. It was her right. The Quran stipulates that she has right to it. Uh, a single narration cannot take precedence. And after this incident, it is unfair uh, that uh, it was given to people like Marwan. Such a disgusting, such a... Uh, Yani Shabd al-Aziz Muhaddis al-Dehlwi rahimahullahu ta'ala says in order uh, to love the Ahlul Bayt the condition of loving Ahlul Bayt is that you have to curse Marwan. Marwan was a very devious and disgusting and a very uh, yani cursed individual and his hatred towards Imam Ali was is, is found in Sahih Muslim. No sane person can defend him. So I do believe say it, it was a great injustice. I'll conclude by saying that I do believe something did happen. Uh, yeah, I do believe something did happen at the end of the honorable life of Sayyidah Fatima. We have a narration, it's ikhtalaf amongst our ulama, uh, in which Sayyid Ahmed bin al-Siddiq al-Ghumari radiallahu anhu discusses. Our position, uh, according to Sayyid Ahmed, Sayyid Ahmed is a giant imam, uh, of Ahl Sunnah al Jama'ah, one of the greatest hadith masters uh, in the last 400 years. No one has been like him in Ahl Sunnah. He's a giant imam. You can search on, you can, you can Google his name and you, you know how great he was. He was amongst the, the seven Ghumari masters from Morocco. He asserted and said that Sayyidah Fatima passed away at night time. Her janazah was done at night time according to her wasila, uh, her, 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 her will. Uh, Sayyidina Ali led the prayer, Al-Hassam al-Hussein, whether it was, there was a handful of people. And he also mentioned, Sayyid Ahmed, that where she was buried, there's iqtalaf. The strongest opinion within Ahl al-Sunnah is we believe she is buried next to the A'imma of Ahlul Bayt in Jannah Baqiyat. Wa Imam Jafi, wa Imam Hassan al-Mujtaba, Imam Zara al-Abadin Ali salatu salam, Imam Muhammad al-Baqir, Imam Jafar al-Sadiq, and Imam Sayyidina Abbas are there. Uh, the Ankara Prophet, we believe that there's a roda there, which some of the Shia say that this is Fatima, uh, the mother of Sayyidina Ali. We, I don't accept that. My view is that it's the roda, that is the resting place of Sayyidina Fatima. 
Sayyidah Fatima bin Asad, Imam Ali's mother is, is buried on the left hand side next to the grave of Abu Sayyid al-Qudri according to my uh, research that I've done. Uh, but again, some Sunni Imams, let me say this to you very carefully in fact, good. Some have actually said that Sayyidah Fatima is buried in the Hujra of Rasulullah Some Sunni Imams have actually mentioned that. Uh, in fact, if you watch YouTube and, and, and go to YouTube some videos about some people entering into the Hujra, there's an area which is is called the bed of Sayyidah Fatima. Some Aima have said that that is the road of Sayyidah Fatima. Some have said, Allahu Alam, uh, it's not 100% guaranteed. But the most authentic opinion I follow is that she's buried in Jannah al-Baqi. So I do believe an injustice was done. I do believe something did happen. Let, let me make it clear. When the succession issue took place, and I've written about this in detail, and, and it's one of the findings I've done in, within my dissertation, is... Uh, uh, a major finding that when the issue of succession took place